hey, it's your old pal Slim. And this is a special bonus double feature episode of 70 Millimeter, a podcast for film lovers. My dear friend and artist Danny Haas and our spiritual advisor, Protolexis, thought it would be fun to talk about both Halloween and Halloween kills on this Halloween weekend. Is the negative buzz around these movies real? Or do these two scratch our slasher itch? Enjoy! It's our second double feature ever. Armageddon Deep Impact was the last time mm. we talked about two movies. Do you know how long ago that was, Danny? Um, at this point, it was like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> to the day. <laughs> what are the chances? That's what it feels like. <laughs> I actually went back and listened to our Halloween episode from last year. Did you? I did. I was laying on the couch watching hockey on ESPN+. And oh I was my. like, I need to go back and listen to when we talked about the OG, Carpenter. Mm. And we did that episode, I think it was maybe right after we launched the Patreon. So the Discord was very new, not a ton of people in there. Mm -hmm. And I made a comment in the Discord this week that if that episode happened today, mm -hmm. I feel like the Discord would, would be an ash based on Proto's <laughs> comments about that first movie. Rubble. Two stars. <laughs> and... I, I don't know if I'm going to open the episode with this, but I think you guys should be able to hear this. But I went back into the archives and I clipped out this 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 piece from that episode. <laughs> wow, it goes on for a while. It is long. It is long. That was, was Proto gave Proto oh. did that live right after he gave the original Halloween two stars <laughs> and said that the score was overhyped, overdone, overused. <laughs> How do you feel, Proto, hearing that back and thinking back to that episode? I, I stand by all my statements from that episode. Mm. You know, uh, what I felt at the time, it's all it was all it was all true. Mm -hmm. I and I st I still think that I think the score was well overused in that first movie to the point where I just, I couldn't even stand it anymore. But mm. I know I'm in the minority. I might be the only person on the planet that feels that way. Danny, any rebuttal to that? John Carpenter's music in that first movie? No, no rebuttal. But I, I can understand. I Watching, jumping into Thanks to Dale from Bad and Spider, I watched the 4K Halloween disc last night oh or God. today. And, uh, it's funny, I think about Proto more now when I hear the music kick on than I think about Halloween itself. Uh, and it is, it, is, it is interesting how much it's used in that first film. Because when we watch 2018's and then Kills, it's used very sporadically, but very well. Mm -hmm. uh, mixed in with some great scores in these two movies. Uh, so Halloween 2018 came out a couple years ago, Halloween Kills. As we record this, the three of us have already watched it and 
posted reviews to Letterboxd, so it's no shock about what our overall vibes are mm-hmm. for this for these two movies. So I think we'll go through Halloween first, talk about that for a little bit, the 2018, and then we'll get into Halloween Kills, the brand new one that just uh, hit Peacock. Peacock Army, rise up. Mm. I know <laughs> a lot of Peacock fans I can't even say with a straight face. There's Before we get into Halloween's, the both of them, there's one other clip that I pulled that was cracking me up from that oh, episode. No. <laughs> I feel like Dale having my soundboard from previous clips. So there was a moment in that episode where I called out how odd it was that these kids were trick-or-treating in, in broad daylight at like two o'clock. <laughs> So let's go back to that episode last year where Proto said that that was commonplace around his parts. Yeah. I mean, maybe like maybe five o'clock, but not like late early afternoon. Two to four. What? (laughs) Two to four. Who is home to deliver candy? Also, how do you even know if someone's home? You can't tell with like the light on or whatever. How do you know if someone's home if you go to their house? (laughs) Lights are on. Yeah, that's how you know to trick or treat. The love the or lights on. You knock on? on their door, or like people are out giving out candy. So you, at you, night, do you ever trick or treat at night? Do I trick? <laughs> how old are you? You have you kids. Like you have kids. No, you tell- I don't trick or treat at night. So you don't take your kids out to trick or treat when the sun is down. No. This is this is horrifying to hear right now. <laughs> Danny, you take your kids out when the sun's down to trick or treat. Yeah, nighttime. I want Proto in jail right now to hear to hear that the sun goes down and the protos go in. Who cares? <laughs> jail yeah. But I, who cares, Proto says. It's Has so anything funny. changed since we did that episode, Proto? <laughs> no, I mean Halloween, it's dark out. I've got a fire pit in my backyard. I've got friends over. We're eating pizza, hanging out. The mm. kids are high on candy. Mm. I'm not I'm not Dragging my kids through the town, worrying if my two-year-old jumped a fence or is getting attacked by someone's dog that I can't see. You know, we're safe and sound at home. The dark is for the teenagers. I'm not I'm not taking my young kids out there. Okay. All right. We won't spend any more time on that topic. Maybe till next year. We'll play that clip again and see if oh, anything's man. changed. It's so funny. Still. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween 2018, Proto, where are we? In this film, as we get into our discussion, can you lay it out for folks that have or have not seen it? I'll do the best I can. Uh, I was trying to recall what happens in this movie, and I was having just seen it within the past week. I was having trouble. But (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, so the events of the first Halloween have happened. Michael Myers spent uh, the better part of four decades in prison. Um, And then for whatever reason, they decide to move him to a different facility on, of all days, Halloween. Because why not? Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he breaks out. There's an accident, or he causes an accident. Him and um, the other prisoners escape, and Michael is let loose again. Laurie Strode has spent 40 years coming, uh, preparing for this moment, because she knew that Michael would return. She's terrified. Uh, she has traumatized her family, all of her friends, her daughter, who was taken away from her. Um, but Laurie, she's got guns. She's got a booby-trapped house. Uh, she's ready for Michael. And M- Michael is coming. You know, he's in Haddonfield again, and he starts killing people. He just does what he knows how to do. Uh, so uh, he goes on a killing spree, kills quite a few people, 
uh, and eventually uh, ends up at Laurie's house thanks to uh, some doctor who I have a lot of questions about. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that. So he ends up there, and then they have a face-off in her house. She's got this elaborate house uh, with uh, uh, locking doors, um, uh, moving kitchen cabinets, uh, and a treasure trove of, of guns. Also, a house that's set to, to light on fire uh, when she traps Michael, uh, which she is able to do. Uh, she traps him, sets her whole, her whole house on fire, and escapes uh, barely because she's been stabbed uh, and she gets out. Uh, and that's how uh, Halloween 2018 ends. Rest in peace. Should I just do Halloween Kills too right now? Should we just go into it? Should we cover the whole thing? <laughs> and treat it as one movie? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking we talk about the first movie and then we'll drift into Halloween Kills because... Okay, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, even th- even just saying that out loud, I had no idea that Kills took place right after the first movie. Did you Did yeah. you guys know that? I had no clue. I didn't. No. And I loved it. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So Halloween 2018, this had come out, you know, it had this, these young stud director, the director of Pineapple Express. Oh. You know, who better to helm the new Halloween (laughs) trilogy? Also, which annoyingly, I heard that he's talking about an Exorcist trilogy. Can we slow down a little bit? Just do one movie. Why you got to talk about a trilogy? It's not Star Wars. Oh, Thank that's you. his face that was posted on this. <laughs> yeah. <I> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's that goober. That's his letterbox photo. So uh, I had seen this when it, com- when it had come out. Uh, I thought it was good. And why, why not go back and do both of these movies for 70 millimeter? It's time. It's the perfect moment. And I'll, let's just jump right into it. So my first note from let's this movie... Your first note. My first note that I wrote down, they're all in viewing order. So the podcasters. Yes. Let's get into it. These two, I I don't even want to call them journalists. These two are idiots. They have no idea what they're doing, but they allegedly have a podcast hit on their hands. But they're recording, they go to record Michael at this asylum. Mm -hmm. And they're using this Zoom recorder. They're just holding it out with the microphone. It's so windy. That audio is useless. That was the first thing I remember from this viewing. I hate these podcasts. Only you would have that <laughs> response. <laughs> they need to get the dead, what that's called a dead cat on that thing. It's like that, like <laughs> a hairy thing. It blocks out the wind. They don't have that. I hated the podcasters. My second note, I can't wait for them to be killed in this viewing. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. The courtyard sequence is my first note because I really love that kind of intro to what Michael is now. Um and I don't remember, <clears throat> I only watched the first two uh, originals and then I skipped ahead to H2O. Mm. That's what someone, some smart horror fan told me mm. to do. So I didn't really remember how much of Michael they showed, but seeing, just seeing the size of him and then kind of his face a little bit, he's an older man, but he's still just such a big hulking figure. I really loved that beginning intro because it was really creepy to see him, I don't know, not stalking someone just like as a person yeah. in jail. I don't know what it was. It, it didn't like humanize him, but it just kind of made him, I don't know, a lot more creepier than normal. I don't know why it did that. The checker me, but it fl- did. How about the checker floor? I thought that shot was <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
That was really cool. Really nice design of that asylum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But then showing him the mask again, (laughs) trying to get a response out of him. Right. There's something like, I, I love seeing him pull it out and hold it to his back. And you can just tell he wanted to rip them to shreds. Like, yeah. Bad. Also, the, the way it starts, like he's yelling at him to get a response, and then the logo hits with the music. I oh, thought that was pretty yeah. badass. Oh, what an intro. One of the things I noticed, now I'm not a huge slasher, mm-hmm. you know, guy, but I have watched some, and it's, you know, some of the, the older stuff. And something I noticed is that, you know, in all these older slashers, there's always like the nudity, right? Mm. There's just like a set of breasts yeah. almost mm-hmm. by default. But this doesn't have any of that. This is like kind of like steered away from that. Is that kind of like just like a, a newer thing, like in the past 10 or 20 years where like they just don't have that like level of nudity? Or is it just like this series is is something different? I think the later Halloweens definitely didn't have that. But I also don't think the franchise in general is known for that. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think back because I did watch them all and they're mostly terrible. But also, I don't know if the slasher genre today, if there even is one, is really known for that. I feel like it's definitely a dated idea, and it kind of just stayed that way. So when when someone says slasher, I feel like people think of 80s movies or 70s movies. 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe anything else after that is probably just considered a horror movie because it's like a of-the-time thing. Mm, mm. Um. I guess in terms of, yeah, well, going to the podcasters when they get killed. Um, oh, my God. You know, those, uh, uh, those moments of things happening in the background with Michael where people aren't aware, um, those are really well done, I think. And, and that, that happens when they're at the, uh, the gas station and he's like pummeling the guy inside of um, the garage in the background. Oh, yeah. Um, but then also just the the what is the deal with the teeth? <laughs> like, so this woman is in the bathroom stall mm-hmm. and Michael pulled out the teeth of this one character and just like drops them over the stall. That's pretty sick. He, he, I didn't quite get that. He's just doing like psychotic things because even not to jump into the second movie, but he starts like positioning corpses in yeah. ways. So I don't know if that's just an evolution of Michael Myers that wasn't really, I didn't see in the other movies necessarily either but maybe he's just trying to amp up the freakiness what do you think danny it was gross that's what i thought i didn't like it <laughs> i mean can you imagine no just this ugh. i mean let alone ugh. my my note about that scene murdered while pooping what a way to go yeah. right? she said she had to go number two right i assumed that she was going number two she was straight up taking a dump and he just interrupted her i mean with teeth you gotta let someone finish they're they're gonna let her in there. You gotta take care of business first before, before you, you drag break her neck, out of there. You have to let her you have to let her wipe before you break her neck. I mean for his own sake as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like she's crawling on the floor. You don't know what might happen, Michael. And be careful. What if she's not done? You know? Yeah. What if she just had like a spicy chicken for lunch? He's used to it though. Anytime Michael's killed someone, they've shit themselves before he killed them. So it's just normal business for him, actually. Before that, man, that bus wreck scene with the boy. I know you want, oh, don't want to talk about kid gore. Let it out. What a creepy scene, though. I love that it it kind of harkens back to the first time Loomis pulls up to the asylum, and it's got the the 
inmates walking around in their robes. It kind of feels like that same kind of scene when they pull up and the inmates are just walking around. It's so yeah. good. It's so creepy. You just want to yell at that kid to stay in the damn car. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, once he gets out, it's over. It's over. I, and then he shoots. Was it the doctor he shoots in the chest? In in the bus? Oh, my gosh. He, that's yeah. such a good, it's a good scene. I love that scene so much. There's a couple scenes in the two movies that feel like Danny McBride scenes. Like you can kind of mm. see which scenes he wrote because they're kind of funny and, and in his style. So like the, the conversation between the dad and the son feels like a Danny McBride scene. You don't, you don't enjoy it? I, I like being out in the woods. No, and, I enjoy I, it, but I'm missing dance class for this. And sometimes I'd rather do that than hunting. I mean, is, is, is dance class that important to you? Yeah, it do is. Do some more time in the woods, no. go hunting, fishing? On weekends, I'll do it with you, Dad. Like, I really love spending time with you, but right now, dancing is my thing, you know, and it really hits me in the heart. I mean, uh, Dad, look out! I, you know, I wrote in my first review, I just don't want to see a kid murdered. Like, do it off screen or whatever. You don't need, like, he gets strangled, I feel like, pretty hard, like, on mm-hmm. screen. And then slammed up against the window. It's a, it's, it's a good that. five seconds yeah, it's, of it's, a kid it's getting killed. too much for me. But what do you think? I was, yeah, I remember, I remember that from your review. And when it happened, I almost, it almost didn't register to me that this is what you were talking about. And then I was like, oh, this is what the scene he was so upset about. I don't know. It just seems so <laughs> quick and not, it wasn't like graphic. Yeah. It was just like, uh, maybe you become desensitized. Dead. You're, you're, yeah. I was more, honestly, no, I was more traumatized by the scene with the crying baby, even though he doesn't do anything, just like seeing like Michael kills the mother Oh, and then he yeah. goes into the room with the crying baby. That just like, like stressed me out mm. immediately, and like I, I couldn't handle that. And that was only like five seconds, but that was like too mm. much for me. I'm, mm. I'm the I'm the minority with the kid gore. Yeah, in this podcast. Yeah, you are stand up. I'll stand up for the children if no one else will. Here we go, picking up his cross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the, some of my other notes? The mask in this movie. When he first puts it on, or there's one shot where he's walking, he puts the mask on and he's walking away. It looks like he has old man hair, like an old man oh. wig. At like the back of it, it just looks aged. Like it didn't make any sense that the hair and the wig also aged, but I just made a note of that in the in the review. That's really funny. The masks look really good in this, though. These two movies. Ridiculous in the second movie. It's back to formula. Ridiculous. It's so good. So creepy. But, oh, so let's let's talk about the doctor. In this movie, mm-hmm. the guy, he, he sounds like he's doing a Loomis impression in this thing. Yeah. For whatever it reason. really did. It's yeah. very strange. I couldn't remember what his deal was. And while I was watching this, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. This movie came out three years. I'd forgotten that he is the reason why all of this has happened. He set everything into motion. He's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And he tries to kill the one cop. And then before he gets murdered. So, Prado, you said you had a bunch of questions about this, Goober. Well, yeah, I mean, this guy, he's a professional doctor here and he goes and kills um, our sheriff or attempts to kill him, you know, slash him in the knife so that Michael could survive. And then he wants to take him to Laurie Strode's house. It just seemed like this dude is like literally throwing his life away Mm -hmm. to give (laughs) this psychopath Mm -hmm. a chance to kill again. And of course, he's like, oh, yeah, I need to see him in his natural environment to study him. Like, what are you going to be studying, brah? Like, this guy is just going to kill people. Like, what are you doing? It just seems so psychotic mm-hmm. for him to make this move. 
uh, at mm. this time. Yeah. Do you think he caused the bus wreck? I think so, hundred percent. I mean, he to like let he Michael let these out? he let these s head podcasters in he, to set everything in motion. I bet he he might have been responsible for them getting the mask. Really. Hmm. Mm. You know, I like this theory because yeah. why else would these losers who allegedly have a hit <laughs> podcast that don't even continue recording when they get luck? Like they're I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Let the lobby. Let it out. And they're doing this kind of goofy like intro. Like they don't have anything planned out. She's reading off this like awful script. But they hit stop on the recording when the doctor comes out. You got this. You, mm. you, you, you keep recording. You know, Dr. Loomis too. Dumas comes yeah. in there. And you're going <laughs> to hit stop on the recorder. Just keep it going. Oh, so annoying. How about them having $3,000 cash to offer Lori Strode for an interview? <laughs> on hand we're journal we're professionals we don't pay for interviews yeah. is what the guy said are you kidding also, me also that line of dialogue what? is horrendous <laughs> horrendous yeah their whole approach when they go to see Laurie is just like asinine mm-hmm. like they're they're immediately doing everything they can to tick her off yeah. like would you not be trying to like be, befriend her like build rapport mm-hmm. get on her good side mm-hmm. ask her some softball questions i don't know like anything to make this interview work mm-hmm. they immediately just like get themselves thrown out of the house yeah, yeah. they lead with hey remember when when they took your child away oh yeah <laughs> remember that's when you weren't one. a fit mother can you come off it jeez, jeez. So they bad. pissed her off right away let's talk about Laurie strode a little bit i in both of these movies i actually had problem disassociating myself from Michael Myers as a franchise because when this movie takes place only the first movie has happened you know only the one night Mm -hmm. with the murders and Laurie has happened so he's not like a known boogeyman really like unbeatable you know so in like my head I was like oh when I first saw this movie I was like yeah it makes sense Laurie's like a training for 40 years but in this universe, like she's a psycho too. One guy mm. murdered, almost murdered you, and you're locked away for 40 years to like prep for his return. Like, what are the chances this serial killer gets let out? It's like a billion to one, right? Mm. Yeah. So it's 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 pretty wild to think about that. And then the second movie, especially, I was I was like telling myself, like, uh, you're going up against Michael Myers. What do you expect to happen? But in this universe, it's just like you know, I don't know, BTK getting let out 50 years later or something. Mm. Like they don't, they don't think they're going to get annihilated. So I don't know. It's just kind of hard to ignore the other movies when, when I was watching. Yeah. I guess that's the advantage I have is that I only saw the original and then just kind of went right into this. And I think it's in terms of, you know, continuing the Halloween story, right. You know, when they did in 2018, this makes so much sense, right? Because, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, this is how old she is right now. Mm. So just kind of like pick up in this year as if none of those other movies happened mm-hmm. and like create like a new story. I think it's, it was a, it was a great move in terms of what to do with the franchise because you, you know, everyone loves Jamie Lee Curtis. This is like her franchise. They want to see her in these movies. Mm-hmm. So it just, it was just a, a great move in terms of, uh, you know, where to continue from. Yeah. I just wonder if they just assumed... Like people like me and Proto, like I've only seen the first two. So I wonder if they just assume that the mass, most people that are going to pick up Halloween 2018 only really know of the beginning story and not 
the witches or whatever, whatever the third one was called or any of that continuing franchise over the years, we really only know this beginning boogeyman story Mm -hmm. of Michael. Yeah. And I guess they would assume that we're just like the town where we've only heard this mythological creepy story for generations and nothing's ever happened, Mm -hmm. you know, except for the five people who have survived Michael. Tommy. Tommy. We'll get into Tommy. Tommy. We'll get into him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I liked uh, how they're having like this fight and she replicates the shot from the first movie where she's on the ground in the grass and disappears to him as opposed to the inverse Mm -hmm. in that first movie. My one note of my original review was I was annoyed that Laurie had been training for 40 years, but she puts her head up against a door that Michael's on the other side of. Like, you don't think he's going to try something and maybe his hand's going to come through that window? Moron. Laurie Strode. How do you have a a fortress and then still have glass windows on your front door? Exactly. How is there not some corridor with like trap doors that you got to walk through with like hand identification? Her whole plan is moronic yes. this yes. whole house is so stupid why like you you let him he comes in your house and then first of all like why don't you have an ar-15 why don't you have an uzi why are we pumping you're carrying, yeah well, you're carrying this this gun that is 10 feet long that you can't swing around you have no and then she's holding a flashlight on top it's just like the worst plan it ever is. yeah she's an idiot she absolutely like even the scheme that they have to trap him in the basement. Like, what do they say? It's not a... Okay, it's not a cage, baby. It's a trap. It's not a cage, it's a, a trap. Like, what's I the think? difference? It's the same thing. A cage <laughs> is a trap. Like, <laughs> I cut the line out of the movie. So, like, in my, my first thought, I was like, why not tie him up, decapitate him, cut his arm off, cut his other arm off, cut his legs off. <laughs> <laughs> bury him in, in in different states. You're just going to light him on fire and just pray that everything works out. 40 years she had for this plan. 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Well, also the plan involving them being in the basement <laughs> and getting Michael in the basement and then coming up the Somehow same stairs that he him. was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that was, that was her best idea. She didn't have any other plans that worked any better than that. And her daughter agreed. Yep. Let's do this. We'll be able to mm. figure this out. Danny, what'd you think of the uh, final act of Halloween? The final, I mean, we can joke about it all we want and how stupid it is, but it's really fun to watch. Yeah. That's the thing. I ha- I just still enjoyed watching how stupid it was. <laughs> I liked her walking through like the mannequin room. Like why, why oh, do yeah. that to yourself? <laughs> why store mannequins in a room where you're just going to freak yourself right. out in any way? Also, but, why are there no lights on in any of it? The <laughs> yeah, you flood the outside. Turn all the lights on the inside too. <laughs> but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the stressfulness of it because it just sucks you right back into how you, like you said in one of your reviews, If I think it was your kills review where it's like, how are you not just outrunning Michael? <laughs> like, how do you just not outrun this guy? But then there's just the aspect of he doesn't stop. Mm. You could run as much as you want. He's not stopping. Until he gets what exactly what he wants, mm-hmm. he's gonna just out. He's just gonna out survive you. Um, and I don't know. The ending of this is fun. It's just it's just it's fun. I love Judy yeah. Greer in these films too. Yeah, I think she's great. I think she kind of helps. I don't know, especially with kills. She's a better 
I don't know, character than Lori is in kills. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with the, about the end. It's, it's, it's stupid and silly, but I think that's, I kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. And like the suspense is there. Yeah. Like when she is going from room to room, like that's the most tense moment of the, of the movie movie. And it just harkens back to the original where like just that whole end sequence with her and Michael was super tense and it, and so that, you know, that works out great. And of course, yeah, the house is silly, but uh, it works good for the moment. Cause you got both her daughter and granddaughter now involved. So you mm-hmm. really don't know if they're even going to survive this attack with Michael in the house. So there's that level of stress too. Um, now that they're involved in this. So mm-hmm. yeah, this ending, the ending's fun. It's a real good time. Except for the boyfriend. <laughs> uh, can we get that man out of a skirt this whole time trying to run around? He even wears it in Kills. He wears it through know, the whole that was, Kills movie. Yeah, he's what, still wearing a skirt. When it opened up and he's wearing the skirt, I was like, oh shit, this is happening yeah, he, right that same night? Right after the part. Like yeah. they're still coming from the Halloween party. Bizarre. He's still dressed as Bonnie and Clyde. Bizarre. Uh, I did like anyway. where she trapped, she was like fake crying to bring Michael out. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a cool moment. Yeah. Um, so overall, I had I had fun re-watching it. I think I had more fun than the last time I saw it. So I didn't post my review yet, but I will when this episode is up. I think I'm at three and a half stars for this feeling of, of Halloween. Mm. Um, I, I, I really enjoy Michael in this movie, in these two movies, probably more than the OG Halloween, I think. I think he looks cool. Yeah. The overall design, you know, the size of him looks cool. Yeah. And I think now that the story is, and now that the character of Michael is just solidified in cinema history, I mean, they don't really know what's going to happen in 78 or whenever the first one came out. So they can make him more, more of a monster mm. than he is in the first one. Like the first one, he's just walking around town. It's stressful for other reasons, but in this, he's just. He's just a brute force. Like he's just relentless. And I really like that about him. Yeah. I wonder, I Uh, I wonder if they're going to, in the third one, spend any time on like why he's still alive or like why he's mm, able to get back up like they did in the original series. Um, but we'll see. So what's your, what's your, uh, what's your rating? I'm sticking with four and a half stars. I, I really love this 2018 Halloween movie. It's, it's, it, yeah, my review's still there. I still, I enjoy it a lot. It's a, it's a, I had to get oh. the master copy of that episode from Proto's <laughs> track so that I could get us laughing out of it. Oh my God. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I like this beginning of this trilogy. Um, so it's a good one. It's a lot of fun. Proto, final thoughts on the first movie? Final thoughts. I think I like I like how this one doesn't uh, spend a lot of time on uh, like the tense moments of, you know, just the the teenager walking around and your guess, you know, you're trying to want, you know, when is he coming? You know, when's he going to be there? When's he, and they're faking you out over and over again. Like there wasn't a lot of time spent like that. I, I like the way this movie, it was just more like direct and to the point and the kills were just very almost like literal as, you know, there wasn't music, there wasn't tension built. Like the one I think of is like when they're on the street and he just walks around to the back of the house and the woman's oh on the phone and he comes in and he just oh, like yeah. stabs her through the throat. Like there was just like that, like that was effective mm-hmm. in just a different kind of way. Um, 
And, and I like that almost like honesty in, in this movie where it's not trying to, you know, get in your head as much. It's just showing you, you know, the brutality of this guy. So yeah, I gave this three stars. I think it was good. Yeah. I, I enjoy, I enjoyed watching this and that's why like after watching this, I was like, I'm definitely watching kills, mm. you know, just to see kind of where it goes. Mm. I'm in it for the long haul. So. Do we want to have an intro for Halloween kills? Does it need one Proto? A synopsis? I mean, I could, you know, very quickly, you know, like we were saying, it just picks up right where the first one left off. Uh, Michael is in the house that's on fire. You know, it's Halloween night. Um, Firefighters come. (laughs) Laurie is pissed that she sees firefighters go into her house. Uh, Michael uh, just goes on a rampage. He gets uh, he gets out of this house uh, and he just starts mowing people down. Uh, the town rises up knowing that, uh, you know, they're kind of commemorating this night from 40 years ago. Uh, and then they, they catch wind that Michael is on the loose and they, they start a posse to find him and kill him. Uh, they get a little rowdy, a little rowdy at the hospital. Um... But they eventually track him down and they think that they can kill Michael Myers, mm. uh, which is smarter than most people. A lot of people figured they could take him one-on-one on this movie, which is baffling. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's, you, you hear that there's a, a, psych, a psychotic killer on the loose. Yeah, uh, you guys stay here. I'll, I'll go take care of this myself. Uh, that happens a number of times in this. Um, but yeah, it gets to the end where <laughs> there's a crazy confrontation and it's, it's becomes evident that Michael cannot be stopped mm. uh, and just continues on killing. And it ends on the same night. It's still, you know, the same Halloween night with the movie ending. Yeah, I wonder if the third one is just going to be another continuation, like the same night or, mm. or what. I'm pretty curious how, how it all I, play out. I, it has to, right? I feel like it has to just keep going. It's a cool idea. It's it would be a great idea. I honestly, not to jump too far ahead, but I don't I don't think Judy Greer's dead. I don't think he killed her in that room. Mm. I think she's I think she's still alive. Okay. I I I love the idea of the f- the focus of the second Halloween movie of this trilogy being the townspeople or like the affected townspeople from that first night. Like yes. I was trying to think back to like if another person had made another movie in the seventies or the early eighties, like this, this fits. I feel like this would have been a cool plot to focus on whether or not it was executed mm-hmm. or not uh, remains to be seen. Danny, what, what do you think? <clears throat> I, I absolutely loved them adding the characters from the first movie. Uh, Tommy and what was the other girl's name? No idea. Ooh, the whatever. Anyway, she was the actual kid actress from the first movie, oh, really? which is amazing. Yeah. No the idea. guy, the, the brunette with Tommy who, uh, tells the kids to stop swinging on the swings. Mm. Cause there's a guy playing hide and seek with you or whatever. She was the actual kid from the first movie, uh, which I thought was awesome. And so is the, um, officer Beckett, the older officer was the original officer from the first movie whose, uh, daughter Annie was the one killed and laid at Lori's tombstone mm. in that bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I loved coming back to that first movie, tying it in, tie, like you said, tying it with the, the the people affected, the townsfolk. I thought that was really smart. Uh, 
and another kind of beat to add to this movie instead of just, you know, picking back up from Michael in the burning down house and having to just watch him kind of rampage the town again for two hours. Um, adding that extra little level of story, jumping back in time, and um, it was it was kind of smart. It really was. Now, whether or not that pans out with the with the you know the townsfolk in the hospital, uh, I don't know. But I really loved the intro. Mm-hmm. I thought him destroying the firefighters was such a badass scene. Him coming out Just, of the house is one of the greatest shots in a horror movie I've ever seen. When, I feel like. Yeah. When, <laughs> when um, they go in and the floor collapses and he's behind that roll-up door that's down there and it opens <laughs> and you're just like, Excuse yeah. me, <laughs> sir. You're gonna just got to play dead or something down there because you're about to get another destroyed. Another Laurie moment. Laurie, what are you putting a fireproof door <laughs> yeah, down it's your there? Your trap down there that defeats your what? entire dumbass plan again. S- separate ventilation for that. that anyway, one anyway. Besides her dumbass trap, that scene, that whatever axe he's using on the end of that <laughs> steel rod. Excuse mm. me. Why does that exist besides killing people? <laughs> that was an, an amazing weapon. Yeah. And I just, you just knew, you knew none of those firefighters were coming out of that. And then just to see what he did to their bodies, it was brutal. Was gross. Absolutely brutal. That chainsaw too. I mean, holy crap. Also, yeah. the, the firefighters not realizing that they should charge him at the same time. <laughs> Who's why are you taking Where's a one-on-one? On one? Why are we doing this? He, why is the chief saying no, no, no? More <laughs> than one person trying to kill him at once. <laughs> he hosed him down. <laughs> just oh, like yeah, the run, dude. Guy. Just run. You don't have nothing. You have nothing. You're spraying Michael down. Uh yeah, that scene was fantastic. I, yeah, I, I like sat up in my chair. I was like, oh wow, I was not ready for this, this yeah. level of action that was gonna take place. Um but it was a ton, a ton of fun. Oh yeah. So the stuff about the townspeople. Yeah. I, I thought that was brilliant as well. Like having all of these characters. So there, so, you know, so if, if there's going to be a, a high body count, it, it, it's nice if the bodies can mean something rather than just like rando people. So by adding in these characters who were there the first night and then Michael gets them now, mm. like, that is truly terrifying. Mm. Mm. That you lived through this or you were in this town, you know, you were, your babysitter was the one who was murdered. And now this guy's going to get you this, this many years later, Mm. you know, while you're still traumatized about it. I mean, talk about a terrible, uh, a terrible experience. My God. Um, But all the flashbacks, I thought the flashback stuff was amazing. Mm. Like just going back to that original night. That was so much fun. I thought it looked amazing. Overall, the movie looked great. It And I guess it was maybe obvious in the flashbacks, but I felt like he had Carpenter's look down mm-hmm. from the first movie. Like he was using the lenses or whatever. I don't know if it was just fall in general, but I thought everything looked amazing in this movie, pretty much. Especially Michael's Love mask. The like every shot with Michael is the best Michael in Halloween movie history in this movie, in my opinion. She just yeah. looks so baller. 100%. Yeah. The the burned mask is Oh, dope. my God. Can't wait to see Danny's art for these two movies. You kidding me right now? Haven't even decided what I'm doing yet. Uh, with that said... Danny half now. <laughs> <laughs> the hospital scene we mentioned, so Tommy, the character from... 
uh, the the small child who lived the show, <laughs> not Harry Potter. Um, he's back and he gives this speech at a talent show. It's very awkward about the people who survived. He toasts Laurie and he hears that he's back and he goes on like a vengeance posse mission and he starts rallying the townspeople saying we got this guy he's in town let's get him and it seems very strange at first but i guess you have to like think like okay the town 40 years ago there was a, a you know a serial killer and everyone i guess remembers it and realizes it's a t- call to action i guess but they go to the hospital because they think michael's going to go there and they encounter someone who they think is michael but it's really just one of the asylum people that busted out from the first movie that first night mm-hmm. and they chase them around and Laurie's daughter tries to protect him. I, I hated this scene, this entire sequence in the movie. It just felt like it took forever. It was so awkward and cringy. Um, I think Danny in your review said like, if this scene wasn't even in it, it would have been a five star movie for you. <clears throat> Listen, you cut out this whole, the whole hospital nonsense is, is asinine because you're, you're supposed to have some sort of, um, so the reason they're chasing this out, this, this guy is because he's the one that stole the, car. the black couple's car. So they, she's saying that this is Michael and he's running off. So they've seen the back of this guy and they think that this is what Michael looks like. Mm-hmm. So just trying to force that story in the middle of this movie was stupid. Like it was the chanting just was, was weak too. Everyone chanting. I I just it's really cringeworthy. Like it really is cringeworthy. Yeah. And Anthony Michael Hall's performance. I, like I love the guy. Like I love the guy from Breakfast Club. I mean he does great in that. But he, that was like a hundred years ago. So it's like why is he cast to play Tommy in this movie? Like it it didn't make any sense yeah. to me. Um, and that it just. Lori laying in a hospital the whole time. She's barely even in this movie. She's barely in this yeah. film. Everything's wow. hanging on either Judy or um, the no. granddaughter, but Tommy's in this way too much. Tommy is like the star he, of this movie. Right. For better he, or worse. He, he should never have been as front and center as he was in this film. Or he get another never. actor. I don't know that like I, can play. Maybe this. a better actor. I don't know. Yeah. For, but the hospital I mean, really, stuff just, No. They could have had Allison, the granddaughter. She could have just been more. You right? know, at least she's, she's in good. the family. She's yeah. a strode. You know, that that to me would have just made more sense overall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And the whole hospital thing, it, it felt like they were trying to squeeze in, you know, I don't know, just like this whole mob mentality is bad storyline, which is like, I don't know. It just seems like it, it's it's getting away from like what's you know, why we're watching these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to try to like, I don't know, put this message in this movie or whatever they're doing. I don't know. Um, honestly, it didn't really bother. I kind of, I think I just kind of checked out mm. during these parts. I just like wasn't paying attention. So it didn't bother me that much, but yeah, like thinking about it, it's just like, right. I mean, cause you didn't have to pay attention. It did nothing yeah, yeah. for the story. And then the, the, like trying to make me feel emotional when she's trying to save the, 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 the escapee with the hand thing. Yeah. Like, I don't care enough. This is, oh. this feels like a scene that would have been on a DVD, like deleted scene, the hospital scene in <laughs> Halloween kills. Like, Oh yeah, I yeah. know why that's deleted. That makes sense. <laughs> it also feels like they had this idea for 
three movies and like barely had an idea for the second movie. Like if you take mm. out the hospital stuff, you know, this is like an hour long movie. I feel like <laughs> it's like, there's not a lot yeah. in it. Um, it's already, I think it's only an hour, 40 minutes anyway. Right. So That's good. I don't know what else you would have filled in. It's the same night. Like what other plot could you have put in there? I'm not sure. I would have loved just more jumping back to 78. I mean, more of what yeah. they dealt with back then, the aftermath of um, the cop killing the other cop, um, kind of living with all that. Yeah, it shows That'd you kind of cool how they kidnapped, or not kidnapped, but how they arrested Michael, which was, yeah. I don't think it was really explained in the Halloween 2018, but they catch up with him and Loomis is like about to tell these cops to murder Michael, but uh, what's his face from going on 60 seconds mm -hmm. tells them to not do it. And that's why Michael is still alive. I'm not sold on him in this movie, to be honest. I don't, I don't really love that actor too much. Will Patton. Will Patton. Yeah, he's okay. Right. He's fine. He's fine. He's serviceable, which I'm guessing he's more of a character in the third one probably now. Um, but Proto, what, what's your vibe on the flashbacks? Well, now that you're saying that, you're so right. What they should have done is, I mean, if this is a new continuation from the first movie, they could have just added in this whole story where what if Michael, back in the original, went to like another house and killed like five other people? Mm. You know, he goes to a Halloween party through someone else's house. And it's like, it, you know, and they do it just like the original you know, and he, and he kills like five people there. And that's like a half hour long. Mm. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Like if it's set during that time, you know, David Gordon Green, call me. <laughs> <laughs> probably it sucks is because they probably couldn't have, because they said like, Oh, Michael killed seven people in 1978. Yeah. So like they could have gone back, but that's just them maybe planning better when they plan this trilogy mm -hmm. in the first place. I didn't love that the cop, his uh, guilt was from shooting his partner. Like, I don't know if that was in the the OG. Like, I, I feel like his guilt could have just stemmed entirely from him telling Loomis not to shoot him. Like, that that's guilt alone, I feel like. Not, let alone, like, accidentally killing your partner. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if that was necessary, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah, and I keep playing back. It's It's stupid because this is, I don't know, my brain is stupid, but I keep playing back why he had to shoot him in the neck. <laughs> Or why you even like had to stay like 10 feet away when taking a shot. Michael had no knife. Right. Just run no at weapon, him. But he was choking the guy. Just run at him and press the gun against his chest or right, something. Yeah. Why are you taking this shot from so far away, idiot? <laughs> Worst cop ever. <laughs> but again, that There's filled no, that filled time. I mean, that flashback. Yeah, it really did. That's like 15 minutes. It would have been just great if they just bookended this movie with modern story time and then the whole middle was mm. a giant flashback to why Michael's in the asylum or how they caught him or mm -hmm. what else happened that night. A whole chunk of that would have been unreal. Yeah, they could have filled out the chase for Michael after the first movie because he runs away from Laurie at the end of the first movie and in this one they just like find him in front of the house, right? Like they just don't even bother to explain that. Well, that's because that. they, um, they, they mapped out his progress through town so then he had to come home oh, like gotcha. he was going back to his house so they knew that's where he was headed mm. um to where uh matthew mcdonald and his uh partner had uh purchased and you know redone this beautiful home oh that's right yeah. <laughs> i love Little him john, though john <laughs> oh my gosh what a scene 
that felt Danny McBride. Oh, I mean, that had, that oh, had yeah. him written all over it. Yeah, I really like those that mm. that that uh, set of characters. And, I did too. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought it was it was actually really refreshing too to have a gay couple in a movie, and not to have like this over flamboyant, like you know, uh, gay couple. Like there wasn't any like unneeded gay jokes. It was just like completely normal. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, here here's a couple. They just happen to be gay, and they're in the movie, especially in a yeah. horror movie. Like not taking any cheap shots. I was like, wow, this is actually, you know, uh, nice to yeah, see. If it was in the nineties or the early two thousands, like this scene would probably be on like unwatchable and so cliched <laughs> and like over yeah. the top and offensive. The let's see, the the scene the kids that pranked them. How about oh the prank God. that those kids pulled on them with oh the razor blade? I can't tell me you did what those kids did, Matt. <laughs> You can't tell me you didn't want some of those kids to die. What an amazing prank, though. They faked swallowing a razor blade? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That That kid needed to be strung up (laughs) by that swing he was on. Michael needed to string him up. You don't play pranks like that. I, I mean, they theirs. had the vomit on the ground he with had a the razor vomit. blade. That was disgusting. That was wild. I thought Michael had killed the kid. Yeah. Yeah, That's that was an yeah. insane prank. Can you imagine someone pranking you that way? You, I, would be, I would never I get would over it. I would be furious. <laughs> I would go find my William Shatner mask, put it on, <laughs> and chase these kids down. Oh, God. Proto, what else is uh, on your list or in your memory from the Halloween Kills feeling this week? Oh man, I I I I'm not, I'm like drawing a blank as to what else. I mean, this, in this ending. Movie. You got to get into this ending. Let's get into it. This ending. This ending was oh my gosh. Because you know, when they surround him in the street, it's like the townspeople, you, the posse, you, the townspeople surround him. There's at least fifteen of them, right? There's so many. They got cars surrounding him, lights on him, and you. In my mind, I'm like, oh, they're going to kill him. The story's going to end, and somehow in the next movie, he's just Michael's back. But when he gets his ass up from getting stabbed, and he catches them off guard, and he starts going to town on murdering all these people, I sat up in my chair. I was just like, yes, (laughs) Michael. I was just like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. I don't know why, but I did. Like, I wanted him to murder all these townspeople, probably because of the ho- the stupid hospital shit I had to put up with. Mm-hmm. Like these people needed to be murdered. Uh, but I just love that it ended with him killing and still living and not like dead. And we have to tell some story of him coming back from the dead again right. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but that scene in the street, it looked good too. Like it was filmed great. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good scene. Mm. It got me good. I was up in my chair. I was hands in the air. <laughs> this was this was a scene. Pearl, what did you think of the uh, final scenes? Um, well, you know, as someone who's only seen the first one, I don't really know what the existing mythology was surrounding Michael, other than I guess like I know that I guess he he can't be killed. Um, so this was kind of like my first, uh, you know, viewing of of how that would unfold or or make any sense. Um, so I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to happen when they surround him. I guess like, you know, I'm thinking this is the end. Um, yeah. I, you know, I always just think like, why aren't we chopping body parts off? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, Got to cut a head off. <laughs> but it's true. Um, like w- we're only thinking that way because we know of Michael from 10 movies right. coming back. Yeah. But it, it makes right. sense for these idiot townspeople to be like, we just beat that guy's ass. He's not getting back up. 
<laughs> right? Like he has concussion and is maybe dead. <laughs> but again, back to the whole like Laurie maybe knowing too much because then she has like this monologue at the hospital where she's like, well, maybe the thing is we don't realize is that Michael can't be killed because he is, uh, he is fear. And as long as we fear like, you know, whatever she says, and it's like, how, why are you coming up with this? Yeah. All you know is that he's a psychopath who's escaped prison, who attempted to kill you all those years ago. Why mm-hmm. do you think he is this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I like how the slow realization that, it's not all about Lori. Like there's some, there's yeah. another story there that like it's not really about him trying to kill Lori. Like the stupid idiot doctor brought him to her. Like mm-hmm. he probably would have just did his normal killing spree going back to his house. Like the story is unfolding again. But I like the realization that it's not all about Lori Strode. Yeah. I wonder if there's more to him looking out that window or there's like, mm-hmm. are they going to reveal more about his backstory? Because he doesn't give a sh- shit about Lori in this movie or even like, like any of them. The one other thing I notated, I didn't mention that I didn't love how the granddaughter like signed up for war with randos to mm-hmm. like try yes. to kill him. Like it's been like one yeah. night, like let's slow down. Yeah. Just be with Please. your family. You're, dying grandmother mm-hmm. i felt like she kind of took a turn for the worse in this movie her character um but it was cool when her mom showed up at the end oh. on the stairwell that was cool um she getting annihilated by michael in his room i mean weren't there cops downstairs they couldn't hear any of that happening right like weren't they just like right outside the front door oh oh well, that's why, Danny, you're saying you think she's not really dead. Yeah, because I thought that, too. I thought, like, maybe is she kind of having, like, a hallucination? I don't know. Judy Greer? Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember now. I think, right, he, kill, he kills the the boyfriend and the boyfriend's dad. Right, and they're, like, on the front steps And then he the goes house. outside. But then he does... Does he... he wait, well, does he, he chases Judy Greer. He chases her. The townspeople. Then the townspeople... Judy Greer goes back to Michael's house. She the cops him out. are That's all right. there. Yeah. Well, and then she goes inside and she, to look out the window, and then she turns around, and Michael mm-hmm. is there. Another, another instance of the townspeople not realizing they should just charge him at once. You know, there's 15 right. people yeah. by nearby. They're all just watching 14 other people get murdered one by one. Now it's my <laughs> turn. I guess I should try and fight now. <laughs> I yeah, but the, I the ending brought me back around. I really, mm. this movie, it kind of saved the movie for me. I loved how it ended. So you're, I mean, you're, I'm four, four stars. Four stars? Okay, four stars. Yeah, I'm four stars. I like the first one more than this one, but I mean, like I said, you cut out that nonsense hospital story and you got to, I mean, add some sort of back history back in the 70s again, a little bit more of that. You got a five banger. Mm. I enjoyed Michael in this film. Yeah, this is a four star movie for me too. Wow. I, I like this one more than the mm. uh the previous one uh i just was like really <laughs> like blown away by the action we didn't talk about it but when he kills the the next door the couple next door after the firefighters with the with the drone yeah those kills were insane <laughs> oh my God. he, he kept stabbing that guy on very the strange. island yeah very yeah that strange. was like very strange yeah it's like kind of performative of him um yeah, I didn't know what to think of that. I also wondered what other like homages there might be to other Halloween movies. The only one I recognized was the kids' masks, which I guess is from Season of the Witch, just oh. because I've seen the cover and it has those three masks. I didn't realize um, that. But I wonder if there was other ones that someone who you know is knows more about Halloween. That's pretty cool. And he wasn't even of. in Season of the Witch. 
Excuse me. <laughs> no. They were originally going to try to make the Halloween franchise like an anthology movie franchise. So the plot of Season of the Witch is it's just like an 80s sci-fi horror movie. Like he, Michael's not in it. It's oh. not it's not a Michael Myers movie. But it that plan but failed Halloween and they eventually two went back. Picks up right after the first one. Yeah, Halloween. Lori's young. Yeah, so Halloween, Halloween two or Michael Myers, Halloween three, season of the witches. They went in another direction. They thought they could make money off of like changing it up. Oh, just having a Halloween. That's why it has that cool poster of the, of the three kids and it's it is like a cool poster. Totally different. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. Um. So I I did have fun watching this as well. I thought this was the coolest Michael Myers ever. Uh, I was like hovering around four stars for the most part of this movie, but the ho- the hospital stuff really drug for me. Tommy drug for me. Um, so I'm three and a half stars for Halloween Kills. And our dear friends at Bat and Spider, you know, the filth horror podcast. So we were anxious to see what they thought. I think Dale gave this, Dale, did Dale give this four and a half stars? Dale's a four and a half, four and star and a half stars. On Chuck Forsman, dear friend of ours, uh, two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. He did not like the Tommy character and the, the house the divided over there. Over there, not a fan. I mean, who knows? <laughs> we need to pray for that marriage. <laughs> I mean, he's given that two and a half stars, but he'll watch like the ball sack from space next week and give it five. So, all right all right let me shut shut this off shut it off well thank you everyone for uh another halloween in the books halloween this is dropping on halloween night you're going out trick-or-treating with your friend your family maybe put an earbud in listen to this episode while you're out and it's dark out uh so we'll see what the next halloween brings we don't know we'll see where the wind takes us Prado, any closing thoughts on the first two films of three for the final Halloween trilogy? Well, after my initial thoughts of the the original, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. And I'm mm. looking forward to next year, Halloween Ends. I don't know where they're going to go with this, but I'm in. Maybe I'm, mm. see, maybe I'm seeing Halloween Ends all in the theater. Oh, <laughs> Am I all doing this? All three of us together? <gasps> the Ritz in Philadelphia, Halloween Ends. Wow. Looking at plane tickets right now. (laughs) All right, we'll see everybody next Halloween. Seventy Millimeter is a tape deck production with original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided and Viger, the robot who loves movies, created by Protolexis. Producer Emeritus Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends and access to exclusive episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck podcast. 